Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who knew nothing about comedy and no game design. I am Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Why, hello. Well, that was very low energy compared to how apparently excited I was to say welcome to Bitstorm to everybody. <laughs> I saw that meter jump right yeah, up. Yeah, well, I'm not feeling great, so. Well, let's see what we can do about that. Poke you up. All right, so um, this is this is Bitstorm. I think we're just going to click pitch today. What do you think, Trevor? Oh, uh, we'll see what happens. So, where we go? Let's start with some click pitch. So, yeah. for those who might just be joining us, in episode 82, I think, something like that, 82? 82. Click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three to one click, we'll hit refresh, get a new word, and we'll jam those words together. We'll just mush them together. We'll make them smooch. And uh, out of that will come a game. So Fantastic. Let's uh, do it. Three, Three, two, one, two, one click. click. Mask. Supply. Ooh. Hmm. So I saw a meme today about Jim Carrey's The Mask. Okay. Where they'd fixed it by getting rid of that weird green tint that was accidentally on his face in the original movie. <laughs> um, and they'd just made him regular flesh coloured, and it was weird. But- Maybe there's a whole supply of those masks. Maybe this is a world where, like, maybe they're like the Jedi. Like, maybe they're like, they're like Jedi in Star Wars is the people with these spooky masks that turn them into pure personality. Whatever the fuck was supposed to do in that movie. Okay. That, I mean, that's just what came to mind. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, the, 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 the mask character could do all these kind of cartoony, over-the-top things, right? Like, there could be some interesting- uh, interesting things you could do with those sorts of cartoon tropes, like classic cartoon tropes, where where your character is very kind of stretchy and malleable. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then, you know, they don't necessarily obey the laws of gravity or- um- Yeah, as long as- Yeah, basically using cartoon physics uh, as gameplay. So, like, if you run far enough off a, qu- off a cliff and don't look down and nobody tells you that you're off the cliff- then you might be able to make it across. <laughs> or, I don't know, what other cool cartoon physics things are there? Uh, like, if for some reason you're stuck in uh, on a desert island and you're really hungry, then you just smack your head against the palm tree and the little Tweety birds will be floating around your head and you grab them and eat them. Okay, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What other things are there that happen in cartoons? <laughs> You can paint a tunnel and run through it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Basically, it's basically we take some stuff from Roger Rabbit and we take some stuff from uh, The Mask. Or Roadrunner. Exactly. And then the actual cartoons like Roadrunner and mostly, I guess that's mostly the Warner Brothers ones that have those sorts of things. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That could be interesting. I think there could be some cool puzzle. I'm kind of thinking a bit of a side scroller thing where you do have, maybe you've just got a few of those mechanics- um, where you can, yeah, like you can run off a cliff and then, uh, I, I don't know, I guess, I guess how do you, obviously you can't just make it that you can always just run off into space. So maybe it's just that you can go a certain distance or if you get interrupted while you're running, you fall or something, but otherwise you can kind of just keep running. And yep. then, yeah, you can like- Just don't look down. Throw a hole or paint tunnels or something to get through obstacles. 
I'm looking forward to seeing the dialogue puzzle in which you're like doing something similar to duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, <laughs> rabbit season. <laughs> yeah, you have duck to click the right fire. one. You have to click the right one. It like shows up randomly uh, to 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 win the the argument, basically. Yeah, I don't know. There there are a lot of cool things you can do with those sort of gameplay mechanics. Yeah, I like it. I like All it right. a lot. Let's, let's try it again. Let's try and get something else. Three, two, one, click. Trip. Actor. Okay. My first instinct is that you're a stage actor who tripped on stage and became the laughing stock, and you're trying to rebuild your reputation as a serious actor. Okay. Maybe maybe you capitalized off it. Maybe you like you tried to turn bad publicity into good. And so you started doing like roles where you tripped over stuff because everybody <laughs> just recognized you as the as the trip over stuff guy. Uh but now you're you're like kind of semi-famous, but you can't take that next stage because you've been typecast as the guy who trips over stuff. And it's a platformer. <laughs> You just have to not trip over things. It's a metaphorical platformer through 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 the uh, uh, the the tale of your redemption to be a serious actor. Okay, so what type of word have you got selected right there? Have you got noun or verb? Oh, uh, that's interesting. It is a noun. So this actor is about to go on holiday. <laughs> okay, and then he trips. No, I, I just thought that that was that was quite interesting that you. That I chose the verb. Well, I mean, that's just what came to mind. Yep. And I thought of an actor and tripping. And the word trip, I mean. Well, there you go. I just thought, did it again. So, um, I, I was also no, thinking- It doesn't have to be a platformer, but- I was also thinking, you know, is it one of these infinite runners where you have to try and stop the the actor in, in this thing from tripping over? Yeah, well, that's almost what I was thinking. I, I kind of like the idea of an infinite runner with like a real serious storyline. <laughs> Or at least like a personal I like the story. idea that your character is actually like ahead of the actor. Uh, so you're you're not playing oh. the actor, but you're actually clearing clearing out the way and You're like a PA. Yeah, you're either a PA or you're a um like a janitor or something that's that's clearing clearing the way ahead. Maybe you're to keep with it being sort of metaphorical, maybe you're their manager. And so you're trying to clear all the obstacles from the path of your client to become a serious actor. Now, some of those obstacles in later levels could actually be, you know, other actors. Um. Yeah, well, that's it. Let's <laughs> keep it metaphorical. Let's start. Let's start at the beginning, though. So, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like the idea that, yeah, this is an infinite runner where you are just following the whole career of this actor. So maybe, well, I guess, or do you tell the do you tell the story about how they're this disgraced actor who kind of did this, like, tried to capitalise on it, blah, 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 and now they're sort of just this C-list personality. And then that's where the game starts. And it's like, all right, and now you're getting back on top, and this new manager comes along and, like, pumps them up, and they just start running. And so then what you're clearing is, like, bad scripts about tripping <laughs> and um, ex-girlfriends or boyfriends and, like, I don't know, and, and power-ups are, like, residual checks from the, the that one tripping YouTube video that- that went viral. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how you necessarily communicate all of this. Maybe there's like a little story going on at the side or something, or like as you pick things up, it like gives you a little bit of a thing next to it, like next to the next to the game screen to tell you what it was. Or there's like a little clip that plays. But yeah, as you go on and you do 
you know, you you smash through that next gate of getting a part that doesn't have any tripping over in it. Uh, and you actually get to do some acting and, you know, it goes reasonably well. And then, and then you're dodging uh, paparazzi. Well, not paparazzi yet. That'd be a, even later, I guess. But now you're dodging. Much later. Yeah. But now you're dodging, like, family members who got a sniff of a little bit of success and want to borrow money. And uh, I don't know. What else? <laughs> I guess eventually you get to the point where- you're known, and then it's paparazzi, and eventually you reach the goal, the final gate of you won an Oscar. Uh, and don't now trip it's just, up the stairs. And now it's just see, yeah, don't trip up the stairs. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Well, I love the idea that if you fail in any particular section, then there's yeah, there's like a specific like end end animation. So if you're on that second to last level before the Oscar, it ends with you tripping up the stairs to collect your Oscar, and then they take it away from you uh, because they all laugh and- Yeah, but if you do get it, and then the last- le- Like, because it's an infinite runner, then you're just going mm-hmm. on until uh, until you die, like, as long as you can, and you get older and older, and you start playing different roles, and then if you get to that level and die, you get, like, the in-memoriam at the Oscars. Okay. And it fades to black, and you're like, yes, you did it. You lived until you lived until you were 173 because you just are really good at this game. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just picturing that uh, what actually happens is you know it sort of gets to the in memoriam that fades away and it's like hang on I, I I'm still going and it's like you start again. <laughs> right. It was all so like when you when you finish um you know uh, Super Mario Brothers then you have uh, the second quest that you immediately start. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's just Tyler. New game plus. Exactly. Yeah. Except the only way to get there is to actually finish the, the full game. Right. Okay. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, that's usually what a New Game Plus does, isn't it? Yeah, but as in each time that you want to play the New Game Plus, you have to f- finish oh, it all yeah, the way okay. from the start to the end. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Yes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> then you get two Oscars. Well, then then you go for the Eaglet. So, you go, you're going to do a music video or something at some point. Tra- you transition to TV and then stage mm-hmm. and then the other one. Music. Okay. Very yeah. All right. Replacement. Page. Huh. <laughs> Do you have anything? Um, so, all I'm sort of thinking about is there's a, um, there's like a movie going on and you, you play like, um, I don't know what the, um, you know, best boy or whatever they do, but I'm just mm-hmm. picturing that they're, they're like a, an intern or something like that that has to hand in a replacement page for a script. Okay. And okay. Um, you don't know what soundstage they're on. And so you've got right. sort of like a, a countdown as to as to when they're going to start filming this this scene. Oh, yeah, okay. I what I like, what I, what I'm picturing now is like almost a crazy taxi game in a movie studio. Yep. So you are like an assistant of sorts. I do like Best Boy, but I looked it up and they do like- I mean, I guess they're assistants. Audio stuff. They're, they're more specific. They do either electrical or lighting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think it was right, but anyway. That's all right. I really wanted to have it be someone Best Boy, but also be a woman because I just like that. Uh, but anyway, no, I, I like more the idea that you're sort of just a general uh, assistant. And so, you're getting coffees, you're delivering pages, you're, you know, um, trying to calm people down. But it's it is that same thing of Crazy Taxi where it's like- Someone's got a job for you, race over and get it. And now you've got a certain amount of time. And it's just like, get through this movie studio as fast as you can, power ups along the way, like a bit of Sunset Overdrive-ish sort of 
movement and stuff, not quite that sort of, I, I don't know, more, I guess more, like I'm talking full on parkour and stuff. Like you are this ultimate assistant and you do everything you can to get the job done. Yeah. So what I'm seeing is you, as you're running to the soundstage and all that sort of stuff, sometimes um, you may run afoul of security. Yeah. So what happens is you, as you're running, you pull like, you know, a, a shelving down, a shelving unit down and, you know, you get away. But if you decide to come back within, uh, through this particular area within this, within this, um, limited time period, yep. you're going to have to now deal with that distraction that you made. It's not going to be yeah. cleaned up by the time you get back. So you're going to have to yeah, actually yeah, yeah. think about what you've done in each, each of the routes and think about have they had time to actually clean up that mess that I made. Yeah. Well, once you learn the level, cause I'm picturing it being just a fixed built, like hand built level, um, yes. but large, pretty large. Uh, but with spe- yeah, specific paths between different sound stages and managers' offices, and um, like the storage storage units or whatever, and the set place where they build the sets, and and yeah, so once you start to know your way around, that's exactly it. You're like, oh, but if I have to come back this way, and I've uh, you know let out the all the bees that they're using for B movie two, the live action one. <laughs> then that's gonna like if they haven't cleaned that up yet, I'm gonna have to go the long way around, and I might not make my next task. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's cool. Or it's just gonna be more of a challenge, right? It's like okay, I'm gonna be able to come through here, but I'm gonna have to like climb up onto the overhead lighting rig, and then like grind down a rope. And um, but there's a security guard at the end there, so I'm, you know I'm gonna have to um, throw script pages in his face to blind to make to, like to distract him. Uh, so I can get out the door. So what I'm seeing in some of the later, some of the later levels is you've got like, you've got to get from uh, the manager's office on one side, over to over to Soundstage Five, but yep. to get there, the easiest way is to actually go through uh, Soundstage Two. But right, but that's it's a where you just no, that's where you've just <laughs> dropped a page off, so you know that they're filming in there. Yeah, and it's like you know that the red light's on, so you can't go through. But do you risk it and get there a little so bit quicker? You, so right. Do you risk do getting you ruin fired? The take. Ruin and the take. But you only get fired if they ca- if they see you <laughs> or catch you. Exactly. So so I like the idea that if, if you're doing like parkour in the background and the director happens to not be looking at the time or something like that, yeah. or yeah. you know you you make it through flawlessly, and then you you later on see like a a, a trailer <laughs> or something, and you just yeah. see you parkouring in the background. Yes, 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 yes. I love that idea that. Yeah, you could just like <laughs> let's flip off a boom mic, which pulls it down into the shot, or <laughs> you drop something in the background. Like, I wonder if there's a challenge between yeah, that same thing. Like, if you actually make it into the shot, then you do lose points or something because they recognise you later on. But if it's just that you affect the shot in some way without actually them seeing your face, it could even be that you could do a specific move as you go through the shot, which like hides your face. Because you know that, you know, flipping it around in a certain way, your face will be covered as you go through the shot. You just hold the page up as you walk through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. But, yeah, I love that idea that, that like, in every section or something, there's at least a few of those opportunities so that at the end you get, like, a collection almost of all the shots you've ruined in, in the very specific way that you did it. Yeah, and the idea being that you can actually um, have- you know, Xbox achievements or whatever, or PlayStation trophies, whatever you want to call. Them, yeah, uh, to actually collect. You know, yeah, yeah. Try to find you, all exactly. these scenes that you want it, that you can wreck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then have a tro- have a trophy for um, wrecking a scene, and have a trophy for you know making it through without wrecking a scene. And yeah, or maybe there's ways to make there are ways to make it better. <laughs> you drop some paint down, and it makes the death scene look all even bloodier. And uh, 
Yeah. No, but yeah, I, I really, I like the idea of a, yeah, like a crazy taxi-esque parkour going through a movie studio. There's so many different missions you could do, right? Like, uh, big movie stars just walked out because the offer wasn't big enough. And so the producer sends you after him with a, with a new, uh, thing to sign or whatever. But so it's a, like, it's a moving target. You have to, um, you have to track them through and, and follow, or either follow them or, or catch up with them. You know, in one of those, they're in one of those little golf buggies that drive around the, the lot. I kind of like the idea that the, uh, what's it called? So the jobs are sort of randomized, but they're sort of selected as to which ones you're going to have to do. Yeah. But every single movie has got a schedule. So yeah. the schedule is set at the very start as to when they're all going to start. Yeah. And all you've got up there is the time ticking by. And so if you've, if you've taken, you know, seven minutes to, to do that first one. Mm. Yet the second one has to be there within ten minutes. You've now only got three minutes left to get that one there. And I, oh, I, like- I see. So each mission kind of goes to a specific movie that's filming. Yep. Right. Right. Based, based so on based on a schedule that is, it's achievable, but it's um, one of those things that yeah, where you have to be really good to and do it sort of in the right order. But of course, if you if you happen to run through the movie studio and and knock something over, all of a sudden. You know, they're having to spend time cleaning that up and maybe oh, they now actually push puts the schedule it off back. schedule. But that gives you more time to do some of the missions or something. It gives you more time to do some other missions. Uh, so. so you can actually strategize. And of course, there's like five or six movies filming at once in the different sound stages. Hmm. And that yeah, can just be day cool. one. And then day two can be, you know, it opens up more. So there's now seven, seven stages that are or actually- Or it's just that some filming. of the movies, maybe some of the movies finish. Like as you finish some of the different tasks that are available- yeah, that movie finishes filming and a different movie comes. So the set then is completely different and yeah. you've got different, different routes through it that you can, that you can climb across and different ways that you can ruin it or make it better. I'm so or picturing day six though. It's all 20 studios on the lot. Uh, 20, 20. 20 sound stages being used. This is a huge lot. All right. And yeah, it's, it's all massive. for one, it's all for one movie. It's like some giant blockbuster, blockbuster. Um, and it's just all these different locations from one movie. And, and so you see, you know, Guy Pierce in, in Sound Stage <laughs> 1, you know that, um, he's going to be at Sound Stage 3 at like one o'clock and then he's going to be at Sound Stage, um, you know, 17 at, at like, uh, what did I say? One o'clock, three o'clock, something like that. Yeah, exactly. For when, uh, Crocodile Dundee 3 films the, the big, uh, crossover scene with, uh, all of the Avengers and, um, also Batman is there. Awesome. Which Batman? And, uh, all of them actually. They resurrect Adam West as a, as a hologram, but funnily enough, he knows he's a hologram. Like it's a can, it's in in uh, character. Well, they just have to they just have to get Ralph Garman to do the do the voices, so that's okay. Yeah, he does the voice, and there's a hologram of of Adam West, uh, and, and then uh, Christian Bale's there, um, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, the other one, Michael Keaton, and uh, Ben Affleck. What about Kevin Conroy? Uh, yeah, well he. Funnily enough, Christian Bale lost his voice. So, Kevin Conroy is doing the voiceover. Nice. I, I reckon that would actually probably be the best Batman ever. They're, and they're all—they're actually all training Guy Pearce as Crocodile Dundee to be the Australian Batman. And the Avengers are just there for the show. Because Chris Hemsworth, you know, he was just wanted to be there. Schwarmer, yeah. Eating Dim Sims and uh, 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 fish and chips, yeah. Awesome. Let's click again. I gotta say, I really do actually like that game. I reckon that. Oh, that I do too. Got, no, that would be awesome. Mi- it like mixes awesome the best of parts of like Assassin's Creed, Sunset Overdrive, and Crazy Taxi. Yep. And 
that old stunt man driving game. <laughs> All right. Resort. Chap. Chap? Oh, okay. The resort C-H-P-P. chap. It sounds like a, a bad sitcom from the 70s or something. So, I mean, I've actually taken they, chap like- as chapstick. Oh, like chapped lips? Yes. Okay. Just because boring with having a man, you know, it's just- ugh. Oh, but I was going to explore all those 70s tropes about, like, he's he's actually gay, but they, they like, can't say that on TV, so they have to just do all this innuendo. But then that's no, fine. <laughs> so, in other words, it's, are you being served? Yeah, or it wasn't uh, Three's Company. Was it Three's Company? Like, something like that. I don't know. I never actually watched it. I wasn't born in the 70s. Fuck off. Three's right, Company so- was um, John Ritter and- Suzanne Summers and- Oh, that was different. Wasn't he pretending he was gay? So he yes. could live with them or something? Or like- again, yes, I, he think was. They, I think they implied it maybe. I don't know. I never watched it. All right. So chapped to chap. <laughs> uh, on a resort. Like on a on a resort? Or yeah. you're resorting to chapstick? I, I like the idea that it's- to keep your lips as dry as possible. It, it is a resort. Um, I'm picturing, for some reason, Wii Sports Resort. Sure. So that's sort of like an island resort- Yep. Sort of thing. Yep. And maybe it's the story of what happens to this chapstick. <laughs> now, it's following- The chapstick is the protagonist. The, the, the chapstick is the protagonist, but you, the, um, you, the person who's, who's controlling the, um, the character, is controlling the character who's currently carrying the chapstick. Uh, okay. So, if the chapstick changes hands, you're now controlling that character. You're now controlling the new person. Okay. That's- an interesting way to tell a story or- So, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I like it. I like it. Is this just like a sort of- You're telling a story- Like it's a narrative thing in a way, or it's like one of these things where you sort of just- There are different characters around the resort and you're sort of trying to figure out the relationships between them and solve problems via uh, the moistening of lips. Yeah, pretty much. So, so I'm picturing that it starts off that- you're a chapstick that's just being purchased at like the airport. Um, like oh, convenience okay. Store. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. 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 So you're fresh, fresh out of the pack. Fresh out of the pack. No lips have touched this dip. No, it's not. A thing. It, it's, it's quite funny. The way it actually starts is the person that actually picks it up. You control them. You take them to the um, to the counter, and then the chapstick gets handed to the guy at the register, and then you control the guy at the register. <laughs> okay. So that's how they kind of introduce the this mechanic. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets handed back over to this person. And so, you, you're carrying- You're going on with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, that this person just starts their holiday and meets some people until they come across someone with dry lips. Well, what you can actually have is, like, the chapstick is in the bag and then someone steals the bag. Like, okay. Well, and I don't so know now, if that should be f- controlling- I don't think that- I don't know if that should be the very first one. No, but that, that's something that can actually happen. That's something- That's certainly something that can happen. I do like the idea that this- this chapstick is, is sort of changing hands and, you know, you can basically maybe um, come across someone who would like to use some chapstick. Yeah. And so they take it and they use it for a while and they forget to give it back. Yeah. So now you- So now, now you're, you're this, person, this person. And now you explore a bit of their life on this resort and their situation. Yeah. And I guess how many different ways can you use a chapstick? Because I almost- I like the idea that this is almost an adventure game with one inventory item and also you are the inventory item. <laughs> <laughs> I know how many how many different ways can you use a chapstick? Uh, I mean, write messages you, on the on mirrors. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Anything where you need some grease 
some sort of like maybe someone's ring is stuck. Yes. Okay. And so they kind of grease up their finger a bit with the chapstick. Um, I, I like the idea that a kid's finger is stuck in like a gate. Yeah. So, like, okay. You know how there's you've got like the slidey lock things. When I was a kid, I actually stuck my finger in one of those one of those holes and oh, literally it's like a Chinese finger, finger trap. Out. Then yeah. Yeah. So I like the idea that you've got a kid like that, and so you use the chapstick to sort of grease up their finger, and they can actually slip it yeah. out. Yeah, but then um, the kid takes it or like swallows it because they're a kid. Oh, and then, then uh, you can then you play the, play to the toilet. Uh, the the like janitor who has to the maintenance worker who has to <laughs> unclog the toilet, and they find this is, it. This is just uh, going into no, a really right, bad let's place. Not do so that let's because because I actually want them to use the chapstick again because I like the idea that as all these things are happening, this chapstick's getting worn down. Yes, and then by the end, the chapstick's run out, and it's this really sad moment because you've seen the entire the entirety of this chapstick's like useful life, and they're really sad. Is there is there any personality to this chapstick in any way? Any anthropomorphic kind of behaviors, or like a voice in its head? I, I'm, I'm just wondering whether like an internal whether monologue. It's the narrator. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> I just finished watching an episode of Jane the Virgin. Have you watched Jane the Virgin? No, I haven't watched that. It's really quite funny, but basically the narrator is one of the characters. Like they're not at all in the story. But they've just got a real personality and they kind of inject their opinion a lot as they're narrating. I kind of like that idea a bit of, yeah, like you said, the, the, the chapstick is the narrator, but yeah, you really get a sense for their personality and they're commenting and judging the people who are carrying them around or, or who are around the people who you're controlling at any point. I think you can have like little vignettes, um, when they first get like put into a bag or something and they talk to like, the deodorant can and the purse that's in there and, and right, you have yeah. little, little conversations happening. And then or even just maybe not a vignette, but like a, just a voiceover of the different items in the bag as you're sort of going around and controlling this person as they go for a swim or I don't know, you can do different things. Similar again to for things I've been doing recently, God of War, when you're like um, in the boat, there's just a bunch of stories that can get told yep. by the different, you know, whichever characters you've got at that point. So, in a similar way, depending on which character is carrying you at that time, there are just different things that can happen. So, it is you, you spark up a relationship with the deodorant can and the tampon in the woman's purse. But, you know, if the kid's carrying you, then it's just little, like, maybe Pocket the link. kid- Yeah, well, no, but maybe, maybe it's just- maybe it's something different. Like, the kid gets the chapstick out and starts, like, chewing on it or something. And that's something that can kind of happen, again, just as you're controlling this kid- Walking around, you know, doing little tasks or whatever you do, like learning about the kid's parents and, you know, their relationship then with the hotel manager who finds find, thinks they're a little brat. Or, I don't know, you can tell really just fun little interesting stories. And, and I like the idea that you can actually, maybe with some of these stories, you can have two outcomes that you sort of- Yeah. If you talk yeah. to the right people as you're going around, like that that family can end up having the um, the father having an affair with someone else. Like right, if you right. if you've if you've made the wrong decision, so you can sort of take him down that that route, and yeah, then all yeah. of a sudden you've got that family is just they're, they're now like having a really bad bad holiday. And yeah, and it can just of- change some of the conversations, and you know, mean that later on they're in different places, like there are different kind of events that occur. Yeah, because I'm it, almost picturing this as a bit of a like a hitman level as well, in that there are just sort of events happening at different times. Yes, yeah, yeah, I like that. Ba- and- also based on what you're doing, but just that you can take part in and observe. What, what I like, again, is kind of similar to our previous game. You've got a schedule, a schedule of events that are happening for the day. So, some of these people are going to end up back at back at 
um, mm. you know, coming together and then splitting apart. They come coming together, and it can just be over either one day or it can be over a bit more. Yeah, than I that. think it'd have to be. It depends how you want to do it. Like if you're doing it to add replayability, because like you could tell, you could have it that there's the single path of the chapstick through this game, as in there are particular events where it always changes hands in the same way. And obviously, then the decisions you make as you're playing that person could, yeah, affect the different sort of scripted events that are scheduled throughout that day based on different things. Yes. Or, and this is way more complex, you could have it that there are, like, there are actually different ways that the chapstick could change hands based on those events as well. And you're sort of having some control over it. But that creates, I mean, that creates so many different paths. It would probably be pretty difficult to, to make yeah, that happen. Yeah, but I think it, it's kind of similar to um, when you think about. Until Dawn, how that had branching mm. paths and p- different mm. people could die at different times and that sort of stuff. Yeah, look, if you did it in the right way- Yeah, if you did it in the right way, it yeah. could make it feel like there's so many different ways that you can go, but when in, re- in actuality- In reality, like it's just sort of- Two or three people that it can swap to at this one time, and then you have those three different ways of getting back to this one person that you want to go to. So, yeah, it sort of yeah. breaks apart and then comes, always comes I back mean, to this similar, character. Yeah, similar to- you know, I think that's how David Cage often talks about his, his games- where it is, yeah, like these sort of branching parts, but they always come back to the same spot yep. uh, to really keep the story going. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's, I think I, I can be pretty certain that that has never been done. <laughs> oh, definitely <laughs> A game not. where you play a chapstick in any way, shape or form, I don't think. Like, I, I feel I, like I that's really probably- like the idea of, of controlling different characters and being able to see, mm. you know, different interactions. Totally. Based, yeah. based on the fact that a person is carrying an item. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Cool. Three to one click. Three to one click. Battle. Edition. <laughs> As in E D I T I O N. Okay. So I like was thinking battle edition. Battle so it's like, hmm. So if how, I, how I, could you do battle and edition? It's like, it's an educational game around <laughs> what's this army plus this army versus Lots this of army. dead people. <laughs> um, no, but it's not that. Maybe, so maybe what we can take this on as. Well, do you remember uh, Battle Chess? Yes. Maybe we take another board game (laughs) and make Battle Edition of that and discuss how that could be translated to a video game where the characters or pieces come to life and kill each other. Okay. Maybe maybe a classic. um, Let's see. Cluedo. And you see the deaths happen. Yeah. Then there's only one, I guess. Yeah. The Game of Life. (laughs) Oh, that, except that could, that except could be, you, like, you're a serial killer, or you're just like, ah. Uh, did you ever play the game Stratego? Ooh, yes, I did. I, I really liked that game. Do and enjoy that game that has game. never really sort of been put to the the video game test, given the battle chess treatment. <laughs> yes, I do like that. Though I guess one of the real benefits of well, I guess this goes both ways. I was going to say one of the real benefits of battle chess was it sort of took chess, which I just pieces and you take a piece and really gave it that personality of oh no they're actually like killing each other but then chess has always been sort of a metaphor for for war and battle anyway same like i guess my my point was going to be the stratego is is a lot more obviously a battlefield already yes but yeah like i said chess is basically a metaphor for. should we actually explain what stratego is for those listeners that may not know what stratego is how about you explain it to me because i've forgotten i just remember there are like Bombs and yeah. so mines. Basically, you've you've got a a character who is like a a bomb uh, diffuser. You've got 
I think it's a single bomb somewhere in your in your group, and it's kind of like set up almost like a a guess who sort of thing that it's all facing all facing yeah, your. Each uh, of you have yourself. a grid, like it's a grid. You each get to place down. I don't know. It's probably what about twenty twenty five pieces or something. Yes, um, that all have different unit. Like it's all different units, and there are a lot of sort of pawn based ones that are just yep. low. Um, and you get to place think- them in any sort of order that you want. Yeah, yeah. And then, Un- unlike unlike chess, where they're in a specific order, you know, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could have your bomb right in the front and center. Yeah, but the thing is, if anybody hits the bomb other than the bomb sweep, like the um, the sweeper or whatever, yeah. uh, they die, right? Yes, but then they, they also know. But then they know where it is. Is yeah. that how that goes? I think it's how it goes. I know it's been a long time since I've played it, but either way, it's it's. Oh no, there are flags, and that's yeah, right. But you have flags. to put bombs around the flags. Yes. Kind of like a so Minesweeper sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, the- The only place that I put the flag was always in the back corner and there was always like five bombs around. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, that could be that could be cool as a digital version where it's just- Are you just thinking of sort of animating the stuff that's happening? Yeah, pretty much. In like a 3D environment sort of thing. Yeah. Well, wait, I don't know. There was a digital Stratego CD-ROM in 1998 for Windows 95. Oh, and it was designed it. for use over a LAN modem to modem or- over the internet. Amazing. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I think 20 years later we can do it better. So, I don't know. Can we- How do we spice this up? Uh, is it just- Is it gore and animation? Like, cool, cool, gory animations as people blow well, up I'm, and blood I'm guts goes see, Like, at least in chess, you knew where all the pieces were at all times. In mm. this, how do you hide them? Well, it, yeah, you kind of can't play it on the same screen, can you? Yeah, but in- even in reality, if you can see the battlefield, like yeah. you're going to see where the flag is. Like there's a well, that's big what I mean, fucking yeah. flag. Unless you're playing on different screens, is what I mean. Like if you're playing over the internet. No, no, but I'm, but I'm talking about you want to see the battlefield and all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, but I think you just have to see. It's almost like a fog of war around the opposing pieces, hmm. and then as you attack them, that that fog clears and and the interaction plays out. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> After all that. Uh, we gave it a try. We gave Very it a try. Dramatic. All right. Unemployment. Tag. <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> so, you work for a really terrible boss who, whenever they need to make cuts, <laughs> has an office-wide game of tag. So, have you have you seen the trailer for the new movie, Tag? No, is that the premise? So, wh- what it's based off is is a real-life group of people who, every May, they play a month-long game of tag that has been going since they were kids. Okay. And so, they could be anywhere. Like, the, the way the trailer starts off is you've got, like, Jeremy Renner at his wedding, and Ed Helms comes running down the- running down the middle of the, um, <laughs> middle of the aisle, and, like, jumps out to try and tag him. He steps out of the way, and the preacher gets- Smashed out of the way. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I I quite like the idea of a first person game of tag, mm-hmm. but um, a- again, I do like the what you were coming up with with the um with the unemployment sort of thing. So if you are- yeah yeah, so I, I mean, I guess it's if you're it when at, at a certain time, like by the by five p.m. when the whistle blows, then you're fired. But you also have to do your job. 
and deal with customers. Yeah, well, I guess we need to maybe figure out what sort of workplace it is, or maybe different levels are different workplaces with different things that you have to do in between and different hazards. So, like, I mean, originally I was thinking, you know, your standard cliche cubicle office, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, that's good. And you can have all sorts of things. Like, you can use roller chairs to get away faster. You can, like, blow up the photocopy to put a cloud of toner everywhere. You can barricade yourself in a janitor's office. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can, you can like, build things around, build defenses around your cubicle. I guess, I guess where does that, te- I guess the, the, the kind of balance of tension is- because you can't just have someone after you at all times. Because I feel like the benefit of something like this is if you haven't been paying attention, you don't know who's it. Exactly. So, you know, Jeremy from accounting comes over like he does every day because he's handing out donuts because he's one of those super nice guys who's just so annoying because they're so nice. But you also still take a donut every time. Is he, is he it though? Is he going to throw those donuts into the air and tag you? So you my, my question is around the um, the rules of of tag or uh, T as it used to be called around here. Yep, Chasey. Yeah, kiss Chasey. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no. Okay, so I like I like the idea that you can you can set different rules in place, mm-hmm. like no tag backs, no tag backs, um, Bali, you got Bali as we called it, yep. or safe, safe, safe area. Yeah, or t- if you're um, touching something, I, I like the fact that. You could have, like, the kitchenette is barley, as well as the toilets. Okay, yeah, you probably don't want the toilets to be uh, a war zone of tag, a tag zone. Yep. So, so I'll, I do like the idea of this being in an, in an open plan office. Yep. So, so you if know, you do want to pay attention, you barley. can track down who is it at any time. But also, you won't get any work done. So, you might get fired anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so I like the idea that you got to be sort of you got to spend a, a time time at your office and and be monitoring uh, what's happening on the computer. But because it's first person rather than third person, because yeah. yeah. in PUBG one of the worst things that you could actually do in the third person is like use the camera to like look over where yeah. your character could not physically see. Yeah. So the idea of being having if you if you're typing stuff into the computer, you have to be looking at the computer. Which yeah. means that you're not paying attention to everything else around. Yeah, and I think maybe you can just have sort of little mini games and maybe some basic kind of needs management. So you do have to go and pee at certain times. You do have to go and eat, and just to get you out of your cubicle, like you can't just lock your way in there to win. Oh no, you, you've got meetings that you got to go to. But yeah, exactly. You've got a meeting schedule. Um, yeah, but I like that, and I like the idea that yeah, you can peek out of your cubicle more often, but that literally does mean putting your head up over the side and. Risk, like, that's risky too, because you might catch attention of the person who's it, or you might, like, the big boss might be on the floor. Like, I like the idea that this is, <laughs> this is some ridiculous scheme of a middle manager. Yep. Because they're shit at their job. If the big boss catches you doing this, then again, you're probably going to be fired because he doesn't know anything about it. And if he finds out, you'll all be fired. Like, the middle manager will be fired too. So, is it a reverse king of the hill? In that you have to stay away from it's, her? No, it's the person with the least amount of time it. Oh, maybe. Or, or yeah. the, the person with the most amount of time being it is, is like the, um. Is the loser. Is the loser. Because otherwise, I mean, if, you if, just I was, hide away. if I was it, I'd just stay, you know, doing oh, my job, doing my job, doing my job, and then, and tag, then tag someone, someone last second. Last second, and, yeah. you know, I'm fine. Yeah, I like but, that. I, like, having- I love the idea that it's this 
that it's this ridiculously over-the-top planned thing where you literally, like, everyone gets a Fitbit, like a modified Fitbit that can detect when you're tagged or something. Yeah, and your timer just starts going and up. Your and your timer up, starts up. up, up. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and again, like, this middle manager has spent all of this, half his budget on this scheme. <laughs> what what I do like is if you're sitting at your at your computer, the middle manager will, middle manager will occasionally send out an email with the current times of, of oh, who's, in, yeah. who's in the lead. Yeah, yeah, to be I like that. Now, is this? I, I was thinking of this as single player, but it's probably multiplayer, huh? It's probably multiplayer. That, yeah, <laughs> I love the idea of a multiplayer game where t- the best strategy is just pretending you're a regular office worker, <laughs> like to not to to not let people know that you're it. But maybe that little modified device like flashes every two minutes or something um, if you're it. So you also can't just like hide it continuously. Yeah. Maybe every thirty seconds or something. I don't know. But to get close enough, like do you so you've got a certain amount of time to gain someone's trust that you're not it before you can get close enough to them in certain situations to then tag them. I'm thinking that the there each day there are two people that that get fired. Okay. Person who does the least amount of work. Yeah. And the person that was it the longest. Yeah. And if if that if those two people were the were the same thing, well guess what? It goes to the second of Of whichever. Of well, it it's of goes it, it first and then yeah. and then work work amount second. Yep. Um. So the person who was it and had the most amount of time uh, not doing work, it just goes to the next person who didn't do enough work. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's sure. more important about the work. Yeah. Sensibly. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. And so, how, how how long do the rounds go? How long do what rounds? Oh, I'm thinking the rounds go for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably that's probably fine. Um, and the it's round is time. basically this is a work day. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got, yeah, and and of well, is that long enough to have meetings and have like a lunch break? I think, I think the meetings can can be like you've I got mean, five seconds of of having to stand in this meeting room, and then you yeah, can get of course. Out. And it's just that everyone then has to go there without yeah. getting a big not having done work penalty. Yeah, actually, that's really good because it forces people to get into the same room at the same time. And one of them might be it. <laughs> so, it could just cause a bloodbath, as it were. A tag bath. A tag bath. Uh, when you get tagged, basically, you can't tag anyone for two seconds. Yeah. So, they've got a chance to kind of scatter. Um, I'm, just, I'm just wondering whether- wh- how, how your character knows that they're being tagged is they'll all of a sudden, like, be frozen still. Like, um, the Fitbit is just activating <laughs> shock like them. Just like it'll them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yep. So everyone then knows that you're you're it. That you're it. They can sort of dash away from you because because you may be in the middle of a meeting and you got tagged by by someone you didn't realize who it someone's was. Someone playing footsie under the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. So are there ways to kind of avoid being tagged if you see it coming? Like, are there different ways to tag? Uh, that like it, just gameplay wise, is it just you know you've got a key press that when you're close enough you can hit E. Press E to tag. Yep. I mean, you've you've got the all out, you know. Or can you do like a diving tackle? The non-surreptitious, you run up to someone and you just slap them in the back of the head sort of thing. Yeah. Violent or, you know, tag. do a, pun- a punch sort of thing. Punch by that's, that's how you know that, you know, you're putting this out there for yeah. the next character. Yeah. But if you do it in a shitty way, they might come after you. Exactly. And, and you may get noticed by other people. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter then, though, if you tag them. Yeah, so I think the surreptitious tag 
is is the way to go and you get like style points. Although I guess actually if someone knows that you tag someone else, then they also know you've probably racked up a bit of time as it. And so if they tag you back, you're more likely to be the number one and they won't get fired. Mm-hmm. So even if even if it sort of went around like you know, you see fucking Michaela tag Jonathan, then you know, all right, well if I get tagged, I'm gonna go for Michaela because she's probably got a couple minutes of its time already. And yeah. I'm already you know, and I'm already at a minute and a half, so I need to make sure that someone's got more than me. Okay, so I think the first thirty seconds of thirty seconds of the game, mm-hmm. no one's it. Oh, okay. So you just gotta you, go about your business, do your you work. You go about your business, you're doing your work. You might have a meeting. You may you may have a meeting. At thirty seconds there will be an email that's sent out. <laughs> okay. And, and you have to read the email to know whether you're it or not. Oh, to know whether you're it or not, even. Yeah. Not just to find out who else is it. So the person who who is it will be the only one to receive an email. Oh, okay. And so now they they now know. Oh, like, okay. So you, at any point in time, you don't know who the first person that was it. Well, or, but is. you don't know what your time is at, even. Like, so if yeah. you miss that first email because you decided your strategy was to start like getting an early coffee, you come back to your desk at a minute, and then you've already got. Th- you see the email, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like you look at the timestamp on the email, you look at the time now, and you're like, "Fuck!" I've already got thirty-seven seconds on the clock, and I didn't even know I was it. Yeah. All right, and then yeah, every. I feel like may- anyway, I feel like it maybe might need to be a bit longer than five minutes, like maybe ten. But yeah, like every minute, another email comes out with the current scores. Yeah. And gives everyone just that little bit more information. And maybe you've got like your work phone, so you can check on the go when an email comes yeah, in. Yeah, but um I do like the idea that the reception the reception's kind of shitty in like Bali. In certain so- places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can't just hang out there and strategize too much. Yeah. You have to come out to read your emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I really like this actually. <laughs> um so do you think you then could incorporate different types of workplaces? into different levels because that um, could just add some real interesting different sort of strategies. Like if you're working in a fast food joint, then you might be working next to people a lot more and you've got sort of some different mini game kind of work things that you have to do. I think kind of similar to, um, to like PUBG where they, where they first released with one, one map. Right. Yeah. And the one map was, you know, the office building. Yeah. We can do it. We can do early access. The, um, the second, the second map that comes out is like a, an electronic store. Or like a JB right. or something like that. So, somewhere where you kind of have to be out on the floor, you have to deal with customers a bit. Yes. And so, maybe there's an added thing there of if you if you act too weird in front of the customers as part of this game, like that's a penalty or something. Yeah. So, then, you, then you've really, you really got to worry that like if a customer asks you to go check in the back for some stock, you're like, oh, shit, this is prime tagging zone because there's no customers back there to, to see. Um, so, there's a strategy there. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. That's cool. And then, yeah, like, I don't know. I like the idea of either a fast food joint or, like, a bar. Like, you're behind the bar, but sometimes you have to go deliver drinks and stuff. I, I think that I think that's got less people in it, like- It would do, I suppose, I suppose. You especially know, sort of if, the- if you don't have, you know, the- I don't know. The office floor, you can probably fit, like, what, 35 people? Yeah. Tag. Yeah. The idea is that- Maybe it's different, different workplaces for different sized groups. Like, you just want to play- a six-person game 
of work of work face workplace tag. Yeah, either fast food or well, fast food you could probably do a bit more because you got all the people cooking food in the back. You yeah. got people on the on the um, uh, registers. You got some some maintenance people maybe, but no, like a bar. If you've, you've got just like assistant manager and and um, two like wait staff going around the floor and three bartenders. Okay, so I see this has got sort of like a competitive mode. Hmm. Effectively, if you uh, have you played um, Overwatch before, like you've uh, seen, yeah, in the beta. how competitive mode works. That if if you win, you get like points, and if you if you lose, then you you lose sort of points. Okay, I like the idea that say you got all the different levels of of tag, like mm-hmm. a leaderboard or something like that, like a global leaderboard or something, yeah. something similar yeah. to that. The person that comes last, they lose a whole heap of whole heap of points, but then the people who who sort of end up near the bottom with the amount of work that they've done or the amount of times that they they were it. They go down, you know. They they maybe lose some points. So you right. Really so depending on higher. where you were in the lead, in that in that rank in that match, then you lose or gain less or more points. Basically, yeah. yeah okay. Um, the idea being that you want to um, be up near the top because, like, there's weekly prizes or something like that for for those who yeah drops who their loot, loot, loot boxes probably. Well. Yeah, but um, cosmetic items. Yeah, co- all cosmetic items, that sort of stuff. Yeah. New characters or new skins for characters. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Different sort of um, accessories. A new tie. Yeah, totally. Like one day Bob came in with a with a new hat to the office and everyone liked it. And it was the highlight of the week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, through to one quick. <laughs> Alright. That was a good that was a good deep dive. I like that. Twas. <clears throat> Load. <laughs> Revert. Oh, sorry. I thought your word was twas. <laughs> right. You were just agreeing with me. Okay. Load revert. Oh, those are words that crop up in my day job, <laughs> which isn't, it doesn't make for an interesting game, but I find it hard to not use them in that context. Um, you know, there's high load on your CPU because you rolled mm-hmm. out a change that broke something. So you need to revert it in time. It's basically a stress simulator <laughs> for my, for my job. Let's not do that one. No. Do you have anything else for those words? Um, I was sort of thinking along the lines of an educational game teaching coding to kids or something like that. And showing, you know, how versioning works and all that sort of stuff and having to revert changes from shitty, shitty developers. <laughs> shitty brand, shitty developers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, no, I don't have anything for that. Okay. Three to one. Three to one click. Exam. Surrounding. Oh. <laughs> uh, you go. Okay. So you play a security guard. Okay. At a high school. Yes. During exam time. Of course, it's an American high school, so you carry a gun. Uh, well, I was thinking your whole <laughs> idea is that you've got to, first of all, check to make sure that all their calculators are cleared. Okay. Um, because you know, with graphics calculators and stuff, you can you can write programs that have All some the of the answers to the exams and that sort of stuff. And then you've got to go around and try and catch the kids cheating. Okay, maybe this is a multiplayer game too, where mm-hmm. one person plays the guard and some other people play people taking the exam, but you don't know who the exam, like who the humans are, because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of AI players too. So it's almost a little bit of spy party esque. 
kind of thing where the security guard can only look at, you know, certain sections of the room at once. Maybe for whatever reason, this exam is held uh, in a room that has, you know, big pillars in it. So you can't see everyone at once. And so you have to cheat off the people around you if you're one of the uh, players. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a strategy around, oh, maybe there's a bit of like, (laughs) this is weird. I'm always pitching a little bit of Minesweeper in that if you go to cheat off the person in front of you, they might be shit. (laughs) They might not have the right answers. Mm -hmm. But do you know that? Like, how do you know that? And so you kind of- Maybe you sort of have to watch the other people who then cheat off them and see. Oh, I don't know how you'd verify it necessarily, but I kind of like that idea of you may or may not be getting the right answers from that person, and so, but but you know you've got a really good way to cheat off them. Um, so, like, how do you determine if that's the best thing to do or not, or do you go for the riskier one by like turning around to cheat off the person behind you, but then they might see you, or the security guard is more easily going to see you turning around. Okay, so other things that can happen is. The security guard also has to administer hall passes. Okay. So the AI and and the and the um play and the person play. Yep. can choose to you know flag the um the security guard over. Yep. And ask for a for a hall for pass a hall to pass. go to the toilet. Yep. And then the security guard has to make a decision at that time. Do they go with the um go with the person to the oh. toilet to make sure they don't cheat on the way? Yeah. Or stay in the room and and hope that you know they've got the right person. Uh, yeah, they, they haven't got the right person. person. Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. I do like the idea though that rather than a like rather than in spy party, I think there should be at least two or three humans in the room. Okay, so you're trying to figure out who all of them are, and so it is like is this one is this person one of the humans, and maybe they can collaborate. Like maybe as they go to the the toilet with the hall pass, they can, like, slip a note to one of the other humans with some answers on it, and they, like, ups their score. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like the idea of, of another sort of mission that you that you can do to get answers. Because mm-hmm. the idea is that you, you as, as a human, you have to pass, and the only way to pass is to cheat. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Look, I think, basically, you've got a score, and it goes up every time you successfully cheat or do any of these other things. Um, that, that basically get you points. Um, I like the idea of someone can come to the back window with answers, <laughs> right? Or or a different a random window, and and the idea being that you'll you'll hear a little rat, rattle of yeah, you know, just a little knock on on a window, and that'll give you the option to um either make a distraction for one of the other humans to get to get to get their answers, yeah, or hope that one of the AIs makes mm. a distraction at the time or the, or the security guard just isn't watching. Yeah. Well, I like the idea that the, the humans are actually working together. Like they all want each other to pass. Do they know who each other are or? Well, I think maybe there are ways to signal it in like, so maybe you can like spitball each other and that's a, and that's a sign. But obviously again, the, the guard has to not be looking. So one of the things you can do is spitball someone and initially, you might not know unless you suspect it from their other behaviours. Mm-hmm. But spitballing them will get their attention. And if you like look at each other after a spitball, there's like some sort of you know in-game thing of like, oh, that's another human. You like give a little thumbs up or something, and from that point on, you know. 
Um, and so you can, yeah, slip them some answers as you walk past. But you can only slip answers if you've ga- if you've gathered some answers, right? Yeah. From cheating off the other people. So, you know, you might see that that person's cheating a lot. It's like, oh, right, okay, you've got to share, you know, share some answers with me, dude. Because it's, it's all going to help make sure the guard doesn't- Because I guess if maybe if the guard catches any of you, you all lose. Like, because you, you- It just- They reschedule the exam. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I really like that sort of asynchronous competitive stuff, like Spy yeah. Party in that way. I think yeah. that's an in- a really interesting- That is pretty cool. Different sort of thing that has has some of those same aspects of just looking in the right spot at the same time and and looking for people's tells, but with multiple people working together against the the, the security guard. Yeah, there could be some there could be some really interesting things there. That's really cool. I like the idea that you can play with a microphone, and so if you are close enough to someone else, you can whisper, but the microphone will detect how <laughs> loud you're talking, <laughs> determine whether to to also send that to the security guard via their headphones. <laughs> It's all in VR. Oh, God. I mean, that would have worked pretty well. It would. Yeah. It's all in first person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like all right. It. Well, I think maybe we'll finish up there. I think the so, too. Uh, thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. You're e- welcome. Well, I wasn't talking to you. Although, thank you, too, Trevor. <laughs> if you want to find us on Twitter... Facebook or Instagram, we're BitStormCast on all of those. We have a Facebook group, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook.com slash groups slash BitStorm. We are on YouTube, uh, and you can find that link on our Podchaser page, because that's the easiest way to get there. Podchaser.com slash BitStorm. You can also rate there, review there, and as of this week, add us to a list. If you use Apple devices, you may be using iTunes. You can rate and review us there. You can also subscribe to us there. It's one of the easiest ways if you've got an Apple device. We've got a website, bitstormcast.com. We update it every week with the episode. So that's another place that you can get it. We've got friends at the AGPN. Yes, that's right. We've got friends. Um... (laughs) Just search hashtag AGPN on Twitter or the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank us at Kuradust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. So, yes, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott. And I've got to get this page to uh, that director really quickly. So, I'm just going to bounce off this boom mic and uh, spread some... Beans Get back on that here. security guard. Oh. <laughs>